Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And we have a very special guest with us. We have Scott Hunt. Good afternoon. This is Scott. So some of you guys may know Scott from Arby's Instagram, all of their amazing posts and paper craft and just a really good time. Just a good time. Yeah. So, Scott, our first question was uh, wondering, how did you even get into this line of work? Well, um, I, I went to art school for a uh, four Columbus, Ohio, called Columbus College of Art and Design, and I actually went to, be, went to school to be an animator. So back in 1996, when I started college, I'm old, um, Disney was still doing a lot of their animation in the traditional hand-drawn style. It was before everything started moving towards the, the digital computer-stated style that, you know, that Pixar made famous for them, and uh, that's what I wanted to do. And uh, as part of my college experience, I had a work-study job in the school's three-dimensional illustration lab. So I worked in a room that made miniatures and models. We did prosthetic makeup. We did a toy design in the industrial design department as well, and then packaging design. And so even though I never actually took the illustration classes, I worked in 40 hours a week for three and a half years and uh, got a lot of really, really good experience just getting to make things and, and build stuff. And what specifically got me... The job that I had uh, working for Arby's, uh, for an agency called Moxie, is um, in the wedding invitation that I had designed because uh, it was part of the job description. They're looking for a paper craft artist. And I went a little bit crazy designing the wedding invitations when my husband got married. Oh, that's <laughs> the rest is history. The, the, the team was, yeah, the team was really impressed with what I did. And uh, they were like, yeah, if this was just your side that you were doing we want you to do this it's like your your real job for us so yeah it was pretty cool that's so cool how long have you been doing paper craft oh uh, gosh let's see i've been doing paper craft pretty much since college there were a lot of our projects that were they were they had to be done in cut paper but it was in a very slack style there wasn't a lot of three-dimensional paper stuff that we were doing that was more in line with like what the packaging design group doing, but I've always loved using paper just because you can do so much with it. It's a very flexible and pliable medium, and you can just get a really really cool effect with just like the way you layer it and the way the piece gets shaped and formed and the different shadows and lights you can get with it. Um, so yeah, I mean it's really been got more than twenty years now. That's awesome. We were also wondering um, how long does it take you to complete uh, one post or one project on average. <laughs> that's the question we apply. It depends on how crazy we decide to get with it. Because you know, I, I am one member of a team. I'm the art director um, okay. on, on the account. And believe it or not, we actually do go in-store to shoot every single one of the pieces that we, that you see posted on either our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram account. And so we, we even have to I just drive. I'm just far from the office setting up, styling the food, um, get everything looking pretty. And then even after we get the shot, we, we bring it back to the office. Usually the only post-production we do on it is prepping the picture. If, you know, if at all possible, we try not to do anything to mess with what we actually shot. We try and get every as good as we can get it beforehand. Um, so it's normally it's a couple of hours of extra time on top of the build just to do you know, like all of that business. But um, some of the pieces, like you saw uh, earlier this past week for E3, we had a post go up for big announcement. Um, Jump Force. I guess I'm not going by name. The <laughs> Jump Force game. So there's three characters that you see in that one. And um, I had built the Goku, the Super Saiyan Goku, was for a post. 
And then I had to build Naruto and Luffy. And those, those probably four to four and a half hours each to make. Wow. So, yeah, just if, if you if you calculated the total amount of time spent into that post, it's probably about 15 hours. And that, that's kind of, you know, that, that's a, on the medium end for us. There are some of the posts that we can get done, you know, like, in a matter of, like, an hour, hour and a half. Uh, so it's a, it's a matter of, like, how quickly we want to react something. But in the case of uh, some of the really, really complex, those have taken anywhere between, like, 48 and 52 hours. Like, how oh movie example is still wow. my, yeah, that one is still a bit for me. Um, because I come 52 hours into three days. I was I was getting ready to go on vacation with my family, uh-huh, and nice. the post needed to get done so that the the other members of the team photograph it. Oh my gosh! Uh, I'm like on the high end. <laughs> yeah, so I I kind of categorize some of the we do is like there there's the big flat pieces that we do where it's just layers of paper on top of each other, uh-huh. um, and then we have you know, like some stuff that has like a little bit of three dimensional quality to it. And then there are, like, the ones that I just go absolutely crazy on that we refer to as a mega bill. And, yeah, so Howl's Moving Castle and Warhammer, um, The Thousand Sunny from One Piece, those are all in the mega build category. So you said that you guys shoot them in an Arby's uh, location. Is there a specific Arby's in Atlanta that you guys always go to? Yeah. Actually, we go to the one on Howl Mill. There is a, it's, it's in a little plaza where there's a Walmart and there's uh, a, trying to think. There's a few other places right across the street from us. There's a GameStop that's right there. And a couple of the GameStop employees would come in and just, like, they'll sit and watch us while they're eating lunch. And just, <laughs> they have their uh, nerd out mode. Yeah, we, we, we pick that store because it's um, so split up so that there are franchise locations and then there are corporate-run locations. And we pick a corporate store because that way... We're not really interfering with the franchisee business. That's one thing we never want to do. Gotcha. You know, we, we want to make sure if we're going to be disruptive in a store, that it's, it's one of the corporate owned locations. And the, the one on Howell Mill is a corporate store. Okay. Do you have a favorite project you've ever done? Oh, gosh. Um, there, there's a few that are up there. Um, Howell, of course, is like, it's still, yeah, absolutely one of my favorites. There was, let's see, the very, very first piece that I did for a staff. Creed, which was the gauntlet. It's my arm that you see in the gauntlet, and we stop mode and animated the blade coming out of the inside of it, um, so that it actually does slide in and out of that track. And the thing that was really cool for me on that piece was it's all done in the cardboard that, you know, like most of the RBs boxes are made of, mm-hmm. but it was just a lot of the textures I was able to get out of it, and a lot of the different looks that, you know, you, you wouldn't expect you could make cardboard look like that. And it, that was just, that's what made that fun for me. Yeah, I think the the house and and castle one is awesome. <laughs> that one's my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> my personal one, favorite. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, so both both my boss Jennifer and my daughter are huge house moving apple fans. So I had pressure from a couple fronts to make <laughs> that one just look amazing. <laughs> it, you know, as as much as possible, I I try to do stuff when. You know, especially when it's a fandom that someone on our team is really, really passionate about. Those are the ones that I'll just go above and beyond on. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like the this and Sunny, our copywriter on our team, Brandon, um, is a huge One Piece fan. So as soon as he said, it would be really cool if you could make this out. And I was like, okay, so this is for one of my team members. And I'm, I'm just going to like blow the doors off this one. <laughs> and so, yeah, when I, I did that one first and then uh, when Howl came along and I found out that was one of Jim's favorite movies. I was like, yeah, this one's going to be a benchmark again. 
So how do you guys decide what uh, game or movie or anime to make something for? The, so we actually work with a, a really amazing strategy department at Moxie. And a lot of times they'll kind of like look at pins in the calendar ahead of time, just knowing like, okay, these are when games are going to come out. But of course, there's also the creative team where most of us are in those fandoms anyway. So we're already like chomping at the bit like months ahead of time <laughs> and be like, okay, when this game comes out, I want to make something for it. So like we, we get some of that comes from strategy. Some of it comes from, you know, like just our own personal fandoms. And then a big part of uh, figure out what we're doing is the people who either direct message or who comment on the posts, you know, if they say, Hey, would you build something from this? It's usually, uh, Oh, we haven't thought about that in a while. It's just more just like, Oh yeah, we've been meaning to use that. You know, like, you know, we've been wanting to do something around that. And then now that someone's officially asked for it, we can put it on the list and actually build it. So we try to, for the older properties, especially we try to go around like when an anniversary is of like a video game, like when a manga first came out or we'll go for like a character's day and try you know, like make sure that we have a post that's relevant to that. So it's like we we're really, really tuned in with like what you know important dates are on the nerd calendar for us. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. So in the case of how that was, um, that one was built totally around the fact that the North American release for Hell's Moving Castle was in June, and I you know had been planning to build the castle for a while anyway, and it was just an easy excuse for me to be able to back into it and just be okay in the month of June. This piece is getting posted. Uh, marketing and advertising being what it is, I still had to cram it into only three days because we had so many other projects come up. I can't even imagine doing that in three days. Um, Speaking of papercraft, do you have any tips for people who are interested in or just starting papercraft? Yeah, I mean, like one of the biggest things I've learned, we're limited by the materials we have. We are only able to use the stuff that we can get in RVs, you know, and that's, you know, that's our way of making authentic fan art. And so it was a lot of experimentation when I first, you know, started working with those materials specifically, just being like, okay, what can I do with it? What can I make, you know, what can I make out of each of these things that's still going to look cool? And, you know, I work in a very, very clean style. I try not to have like just a ton of glue coming off everything. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it, it has been a lot of just like learning what types of things each of the materials can do. Like the corrugate cardboard, you can bend into like almost, you know, like, it, it's beautiful little tubes and shapes like that. The foil that the the roast beef sandwich I'm wrapped in is one of the trickiest materials to work with because it shreds really, really easily. So that like anytime you use black or silver, or even that we ha- there's like a shiny red foil on the beef and cheddar wrappers that very finicky. And it's it's one of the harder things for us to work with. So yeah, I mean, like my, my biggest thing is just like experiment with what you have and, you know, just learn how to adapt your style to the materials that you work with. What are your basic tools that you use for almost every project? Like, do you use, um, a, not a box cutter, an X-Acto knife? Do you, do you guys use stuff like that? Yep. I, I, I actually went out and found um, one of those, like, nice precision grip. Uh, it's it's an X-Acto knife holder by Fiskars that is just, that one just fits my hand really well. I had been using just, like, the this basic, basic silver X-Acto for a long time, but then once mm-hmm. I found one of the the grippers that, you know, change the whole world for me. I go through about a box of a hundred of the number 11 exacto blades every month. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and, and that's, that's another piece of advice I would give to anyone getting into papercraft is change your blades a lot. Uh, you know, as soon as it starts getting dull, that's when the paper's going to shred. And then I have a couple of different metal um, circle shapes. And I like the metal one over a plastic just because I can actually put the exacto in it and 
cut shape with that. Yeah. Um, I've got a dull feeling man. Yeah, those are kind of like the basic, basic things I got. And then one of my other favorite things to use is I've got a pair of precision tip um, Fiskars scissors okay. and have that nice tiny point on them. So what do you do outside of paper craft slash your job? <laughs> <laughs> the other things like, well, if you've noticed, um, on the Arby's account, we usually post around uh, Drum Corps Internationals uh, World Championships. We usually around um, WGI Internationals Championships, as well as Bands of America. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm a huge music and band geek, and ah. I will proudly admit to that. Awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so I've actually... I've taught Winter Guard before. I've been part of a drum corps. I was part of my high school's band. So I'm, yeah, so that that's a that's a huge passion point for me. I've always loved music. I grew up in a musical family. I, my mom volunteered with the community theater back home in Erie for decades. And I grew up and had a love for theater and musicals because of that, too. So I sing with the uh, the Gay Men's Chorus here in Atlanta. And um, other than that, it's like the, the things that keep me busiest are um, my husband and our kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So tell us about uh, tell us about your husband and your kids. How did you guys meet? How many kiddos do you have? Are you happy? <laughs> How do you be gay and happy? We yeah, would really I, like to know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so my husband and I met in college in Columbus, Ohio. Um, he had he and I both have the exact same major, uh, but we both went in very different directions with what we do. He does a lot of uh, print and web design and is a complete freelancer. Uh, works totally for himself now. And our kids are, uh, we have a daughter who is 17 years old, starts her senior year of high school this year, which is kind of frightening. Wow. Um, <laughs> we, ha- we have, uh, we- and we have two sons, uh, one of them, one of whom is going to turn 13, and then the other one is going to 10. Ooh, and good luck. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah they, they keep us very busy, but um, our daughter, our daughter loves to cosplay. Um, she, she made this really, really elaborate version of Rin's outfits from the Daughter of Evil series on Vocaloid. Um, it's this gorgeous uh, antebellum yellow and black dress. And uh, she made it all by herself when she was 14. I mean, oh, it has awesome. bony in it. I mean, it's like, it is, it is ridiculous looking. And I'm like, yeah, this, this is just what we do. And so um, <laughs> now, uh, now she, she has a, her own side business, you know, like most high, high school students going out and getting a part-time job somewhere. She's, designing fursuits for people oh my so, god oh um, wow if you, if you look yeah so if you, if you look on instagram for uh kreta's creations c-r-e-t-a-s creations her business is called little fuzz studios and yeah she makes fursuits that's awesome <laughs> that is really lucrative though yeah i know people who do that kind of yeah, stuff and I, they make a lot of money <laughs> yeah and i'm like you know it, she she doesn't have to you know be a slave to having someone take her back and forth to a part-time job she does have to punch a clock or you know it's all getting to work on her schedule and her time and you know doing gloves which i totally sort of that's awesome i'm sure you're really proud of all of them <laughs> oh yeah so our last question for you is do you actually eat at arby's and if you do what is your typical order <laughs> as i've said uh we when we go into the store we try and use the food exactly as we get it from the back line. Like as soon as we get it, you know, like style it a little bit, you know, like just to make sure that you actually can see the cheese in the sandwich or so that the meat like a little bit more prominent or something like that. But usually whoever's hands were the one styling after we're done shooting, if they want to eat it. So um, (laughs) in a lot of cases, that's usually me. Yeah. Well, and as long as the food hasn't been sitting out for too long, you know, that that's kind of like our biggest no, no on that. It's like, if it's, if we've had to photograph it and it's been sitting out for like a stop motion piece, 
that can take up to like two hours, and it's really just not the food's just not good after yeah. that amount of time sitting out. But otherwise, you're like, yeah, if I have the chance, I'll just take it back with me and have it for lunch. And my my favorite thing on the menu is loaded Italian, so just hands down. <laughs> awesome. That's a great perk. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> okay, where can people find you on social media? So I can be found on uh, on Instagram. My, my handle is at ScottAHunt77. And unfortunately, you won't see a whole lot of Arby's work on there just because um, we, we have that relationship of, like, you know, Arby's being our client. I have the option to post for the behind the scenes stuff, but I would rather have that's that's more on my personal website. Mm-hmm. So if you go to scottandrewhunt.com, that's where you can see a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. And it's I'm only limited by how quickly I can get the stuff put up. But you know, usually as soon as a piece gets posted on RB social channels, that's when I'll post pictures of like this was my process of making it and stuff. Um, but I'm also on Twitter, same um, same designation, Scott eight hundred seven seven. Thank you so much for joining us, Scott. Yes, thank you very much, Scott. You're very welcome. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Facebook.com. Uh, Rachel, what's the URL? <laughs> I can't you, remember. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Soulmates Podcast. You can find us on Tumblr at soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. You can send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram now at Soulmates Podcast. Lots of fun stuff on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, wherever else podcasts are except Spotify because Spotify doesn't like us. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see y'all in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye.